With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You heard of the quiet storm. Now be ready for the thunderstorm. It's a show where we can't be quiet. Discussing world affairs from the Christian hip-hop perspective. That's right, the Christian hip-hop perspective. With your host, Christian hip-hop artist and sports blogger, GQ Forever. So turn up your radio. You are now listening to The Thunderstorm. Ladies and gentlemen, I haven't done much of anything today because I've been conserving all of my energy for this. 8-12-18, p.m. on the East Coast. The storm is on. The ACC and SEC preview show is happening right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank y'all for joining us. Let's go ahead and get everything out the way. Like the page is on Facebook, GQ Forever, Inside the Eagles, The Thunderstorm, Hip Hop Sports Entertainment Network. My personal Jeffrey Knox, editor, sports writer, journalist. Follow us on Twitter at GQ Forever, at Storm Sports Six Six, at Storm Radio Six Six, at Inside Eagles. I got my co-pilots here, Trail and DC. They're gonna give y'all their Twitter information and all their social media information in a minute, cause y'all gonna want to talk to us after this one, man. We gonna make some people mad. You know why? Cause fan is short for fanatic. And people only want to hear what they want to hear about their team. We keeping it 100 tonight. <laughs> Boston College has got no shot. Virginia, you've got no shot. <laughs> Georgia Tech, we'll see. But I'm thinking you got no shot. We're going to cover it all. we got 28 teams to talk about, man. Email us. ThunderstormRadio66 at gmail.com. ThunderstormSport66 at gmail.com. Bookmark us. iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher. Make sure you do that. Call the show, 602-753-1759. I tell you all all the time, if you have a question or a comment, hit the number one where I'll at you. We might not be able to get you on live because we're talking about 2018 tonight. We got everybody. Everything is better in the South, man. The women look better. We got the best beaches. We got the best hip-hop right now. <laughs> Everything is better in the South. I have talked to New York people all day. You know what bothers me about people from New York? All they talk about is how dope New York is and how much better it is and what would be going on if they was in New York. My answer is always, if New York is so much better, why y'all keep coming to the South? <laughs> Our football is better. <laughs> the weather is better. We don't move up north. We move further down south. We try to get to Charleston. We try to get to Savannah. We try to get to all them spots, man. That's what we try to get to. I'm done. Mm-hmm. The co-pilots are here. Mm. Trail, D.C. Say what's happening, folks. How you doing? How you doing? We back for another week. Let's go. 
What's going on, people? Here to talk about some football. That is why we are here. 8.33 p.m. EST. Ladies and gentlemen, this show is going to go quickly. This show is going to go fast. Go ahead and bookmark it now. Be prepared for re-listens on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher. Make sure you share the link. We simulcast right now on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for everybody who listens all over the world. We mean that literally. Thank you. Now, now everybody abroad may not be as interested in this as we are, but it's football season, man. Football is upon us. Less than 20 days away from the start of the SEC season. And let me go ahead and say it like I always have. Football is our wife. Football is that main chick. That's who we've been waiting all day to see. That's who we've been waiting all year to see. The NBA, Major League Baseball, are side chicks. We mess around with the NBA after football is over with. We hang out with baseball a little bit after the NBA season is closed and before the NFL season starts. But your lady has come home. <laughs> and it's time to put them other chicks on block because it's time to start the NFL season. We got the NFL preview coming up two weeks from the night. My man Justin Grosso, my co-editor on Inside Eagles, will be joining us. And I got a surprise for y'all. My man Connor Muldowney, I reached out to him, uh, editor-in-chief of Saturday Blitz, could not make it with us tonight. But I got two capable sidekicks, and it's probably good because we're going to need all the mic time anyway. Connor wasn't going to get a chance to talk. So here we go. The South. Let's go. Once upon a time, man, the South was only known for chitlins and things of that nature. In hip-hop, we had Miami-based music. We had Atlanta-based music. That was pretty much all you had. Now we had Outkast come along to try to dispel the rumor that all we did was booty shake. We had uh, influx of Southern rappers who have come in and changed the game all the way around. We ain't going to talk about what Houston's always been doing and doing so well forever. The Houston region might be my favorite region for hip-hop. It's what well, a lot of us in South Carolina pattern ourselves after. Much love to the West Coast, much love to New York. But when we came into the game, we had to do it the independent route because major labels were not signed to Southern artists. We had to force our way in. Luke, love him or hate him, the first person ever to take an independent record label and have national distribution, the creator of the explicit lyric sticker, the first independent artist to sign major artists to his label and promote them Push them. We wanted to get in the R&B side of that, H-Town, so on and so forth. The South showed everybody how to do this game, and everybody's copied the blueprint of what the South has done ever since. Even Fat Joe, listen to some of his records. When I heard We Them Boys, I thought it was a Southern record. <laughs> Had no idea if Rich Montana was in, from New York until I heard it later. But this is my point, and we're going to get into it. We run things in the South. This is where you want to be. The women look better. We love our weather. We got the best beaches. And football, we run teams in football, ladies and gentlemen. I know y'all would like for the Big East to be dope. I know y'all would like for the Big Ten to be better than what it is. I know y'all want us to talk about the Pac-12. We don't care. The ACC, the SEC runs things. And forget what the bowl record is from time to time. Forget what people are telling you from time to time about these people. 
we run stuff in the South. The SEC is the premier football conference that is never going to change. We're going to get into some Jimbo picture for a minute because I'm trying to figure out why he went to Texas A&M when he had created himself uh, pretty much uh, himself a meal ticket at Florida State. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to start the preview show. Fellas, what y'all got? I know y'all are excited. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> you know it. It's college football. I can hear pads cracking. I can hear, I can smell the grass right now. I'm ready to go. I'm just here for the hard hit. You know what I'm saying? We ain't going to waste nobody else's time. Sweet, and then we get into it. You listen to the storm. Keep it locked. Hands in the air. Make a little noise in the stands if you're there. Greg on the guy, man, if you're there. Only if you're there. That'll be sweet. What if when you brag, it wasn't about the clothes with the tags? That'll be sweet. And what if when you brag, look bad and the first in the leg? That'll be sweet. Uh, heard them talking like they had man. Somebody got them gassed up on that act tank. Look, I hate to tell them they ain't better. Better get an umbrella guy right. Let's go back in time to late haters. I ain't staying out. Oh, I already, I already, yeah. Lone Star Sacred, hack it, I forget it, yeah. But I ain't proper back to blue. Uh, it's fly, hey, nip me. I ain't talking about the shoe. Shoot, I got a lot of problems, but I'm straight. That's weird. I know my guy to talk to him in the lake. That's weird. How many times I gotta tell you he the boss and him anything a piece of cake. That's weird. Put them hands in the air. Make a little noise in the stands if you're down. Break on the cab, man, if you're down. Only if you're down. That'll be sweet. What if when you brag, it wasn't about the clothes with the tags? That'll be sweet. What if when you brag, it's about to move the first and the last? That'll be sweet. Heard them talking like they had man. Somebody got them gassed up on it, acting. Look, I hate to tell them they ain't better, better get an umbrella guy right. I've been in the A last this year. Protecting these songs that I spit here. I ain't never since 2010 been clear. Everybody talking about you gotta live here. I think they got me now. Ooh, I already, I already, yeah. Lone Star State Bread, how could I forget it? Middle school, we was bumping Switcher House, though, had a freestyle. Sounded like them Switcher House, though, saying, man, hold on. Everybody came down. Truck, pop, grippin' grain, baby, shake down. Already, one time, bow nine, butterfly train, like, man, my wrist froze like ice cream. But he opened up my eyes, bruh. Sweet. All my people were surprised, bruh. I used to rap about gangs that I never had, then I came alive. Get them hands in the air, make a little noise in the stands if you there. Break on the gap, man, if you there. Only if you there, that'll be sweet. What if when you brag, it wasn't about the clothes with the tags? That'll be sweet. What if when you brag, it's about to move the first to the last? That'll be sweet. Heard them talking like they had man. Everybody got them gassed up on that act tank. Look, I hate to tell them they ain't better. Better get an umbrella guy right. Huh. Say they make it happen. But they really only try. My dad is the captain. He can really make it happen. He been raining in the sky. Yeah. They say they make it rain. Huh. They really only throw cash. Huh. But my lord's running in his own lane. Make his rain foul in the seven crane. Say we got it in 
12 all-ACC selections, 35 points per game last season, makes them second in the ACC, and they got that dude Greg Orch back, the all-ACC first team last year. What you got on him? No, I'm yeah. excited about them because of the simple fact. Uh, this is a name I want everybody to watch out for. Tyquan Bowers. Uh, he he committed to them last year, but he tore his ACL and his, and his meniscus in high school. Um, if any uh, man, the boy is spectacular, man. I love him. Uh, I, so for me, I think because of that, you know, I think he can be one of those quarterbacks to come in and change the program. I feel like they can go eight and five. I think they'll be in the ACC. They're gonna be my sleeper team. Uh, eight and five. I'm feeling it. Dope stuff from there. Dope stuff from there. Uh, Wake Forest did not get a top 50 recruiting class in uh, this year's recruiting uh, rankings, according to 24/7 Sports. Um, still mm-hmm. like what they're doing. Uh, it's hard to argue with two straight winning seasons and six wins over bowl teams a year ago. But let's not forget, yeah. you only need to go 66 to qualify for a bowl. Ladies and gentlemen, from there, we move on to the team. I said it had no shot. And I guess I made a lot of people mad when I say that. Um, sorry, but I'll reiterate what I said. I want Boston College out of the ACC. I want Maryland back. We got, uh, <laughs> let me see, the goal, according to the coach, is they're going to win eight games this season. 17 starters return. Um, now, this is the name you do want to know. Anthony Brown um, is part of the D.C.'s quarterback room. Uh, he's very well respected. Um, 2017 Rookie of the Year is back, running back A.J. Dillon. But it's hard to finish. It's hard to see them winning eight games when you finish against Miami, Virginia Tech, Clemson, and Florida State. What y'all got on Boston College? They will definitely not win eight games. I can tell you that right now. There will not be any eight-game winning streaks. I don't care who's mad about it. Uh, they got a little more going to do. That team has – Boston College has not been relevant since Matt Ryan left. Uh, and, and, that's been, and that's been a long time. And I know they had Andre Williams, the running back, that got drafted by the New York Giants, but they still wasn't relevant, as relevant as when they had Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan kept that team afloat. Now that he's gone – they're, uh, they're looking to rebuild, and they just won't win eight games. That's what I say. I got to agree with Trail on this one. I mean, I always heard a lot about Boston College, but I ain't never heard them make no big noises out there. But also, this is college football, so my thing is anything can happen. You never know. That one team you're sleeping on could be the one to go to. So I got to go probably with a record of eight with Trail, too. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. If you even if you start off slow, I think you bomb at the end of the season with Miami, Virginia Tech, Clemson, and Florida sit on the schedule. They also didn't top mark a top 50 recruiting class. It's hard to do that because what's fresh on everybody's mind is the fact that this was the first. Uh, this was the first athletic department in history to actually go over in both basketball and football in the same season. So it's time to get off Boston College and talk about something a little bit more relevant. Let's go to Louisville. This is what I like about Louisville. 29th in the recruiting classes, according to 24-7 Sports. Uh, 24 recruits are like they brought in. Four four stars, three, actually 23 stars. Uh, we've moved on from the Lamar Jackson era, but they got a pocket passer. Mm-mm. Not I'm liking word. what I'm seeing. I'm liking what I'm seeing. 
75 and 27 under Bobby Petrino. I'm sitting here looking at the numbers right now. Again, Lamar Jackson is gone, but this may be the best wide receiving core in the country. Week one, they opened up against Alabama, which I got on Louisville. Um, I love the receiving core, but I don't. This is my thing. Every quarterback, and I think I can throw. Um, I think I can put every quarterback he had at Louisville uh, has had some type of escapability. Whether it was Teddy Bridgewater, whether it was Lamar. Of course, we know Lamar had the escapability. I I've never seen uh, Petrino work with a pocket passer per se. So it's gonna be something different for them, but I do like the receiving core. I think they have a lot of young talent. Um and another thing I think they gotta show up is their defense, man. That defense gave us a lot of points last year, so uh in some big games when when they probably shouldn't have. So I really wanna see how they're gonna hold up as well. So I don't think they're gonna do as well because I feel like a lot of times Lamar carried that team last year. Uh he carried them in some of those wins that they had. So without him there I just feel like I give them uh, I just give them a, what, six and eight record. I don't see them doing too much. All right. You give them a what record? My thing for the week. I give them a six and six record because I feel like they'll make the, I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll make a bowl game, but it won't be. All right, so they got a bowl game. Do they, do they win the bowl game? I'm interested to hear that. Uh, the, no, no, nah, I won't. They won't win. Okay. I think that I think they'll do enough to make it, but they won't win it. All right. I think I think for Louisville, I, I'm still I'm still in the Lamar Jackson era, even though he's gone. Uh, I agree with Trey. Defensive wise, they need a lot of help there. They need to be strong on that. But the whole quarterback thing, I I don't know, man. A pocket passer from a running from a running quarterback. Uh, that's a huge difference. But my record for them boys, I, 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 I give them a seven and five. Do they win a bowl game? No, not in my opinion. Bobby Petrino gets picked on a lot for the way he left the NFL. I think Bobby Petrino actually could have won at the NFL level or runs the NFL offense in Louisville. Uh, they went from Teddy Bridgewater seamlessly, seemingly seamlessly to Lamar Jackson. I think they'll probably go seamlessly to this new guy as well. Uh, eight and five a season to go for for in the conference. Hard to see him doing better than that, but we'll have to wait and see. They do have to play Clemson. They do have to play Florida State, so we'll see how that goes. All right, from there, we're going to go to uh, – this is a team I've always wanted to see do well in spite of the fact that they they call themselves a rival of Duke, even though we know that's not the case. NC State would love to be Duke and North Carolina's rival. They've always been looked at as a little brother. Dave Doyle returns. So the ten of his starters from a season ago. Six ACC wins ties a school record for this team in 2017, and they had their highest final AP ranking since 2002. Uh, problem, seven players left for the NFL. What y'all see when, when y'all look at the NC okay. State? Um, what I see is that they lost a lot on the offensive line and defensive line as well. Um, but if they can show up both of those things, I actually see this team actually making some great strides. Uh, deter- depending on uh, if they have, uh, we going that's gonna be determined by you know who they play on their schedule and where they play them. I think because going to going to uh, places like Miami and Virginia Tech and Florida State and Clemson, 
uh, it, it'll be hard to beat them, but I don't think they can do it if they have to go to those places. So, but if they don't have to go to those places and go, you know, into those rough environments, I think they can have a, a good season. Let me see, NC NC State. I actually, I actually watched these boys play at one point. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of them, but I just, I see them, and when they come when they come to play, them boys come to play. So I think they're one of them sleeper teams. Like Trey said, uh, if they got to go to Clemson, which they are, I, I don't see them winning that. They Florida State, they they might make an upset. So I I give these boys a nine and three record. Some stats from a season ago. Ryan Finley returns the quarterback. Uh, last year, NC State was fourth in points per game and yards per game in the ACC. Louisville says they got the three best wide receivers in the country. Uh, I actually think NC State does, but I'm going with Trail on this one. I think the offensive line is taking too many hits to actually mean, to make any other matter. Um, 26 ranking as far as 24-7 sports sees them. Um, the kids are watching, and whoever's recruiting for them knows how to talk to 18-year-olds. Six four-stars come in. 17-3 stars. All right. You know what that means. It's time to talk about two of the heavyweights. Two of the teams <laughs> that we talk about all the time when we talk about ACC football, starting with the team that's whole purpose was to bring ACC football up from the doldrums. Florida State went undefeated in the ACC for what seemed like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> they were finally beaten one day by Virginia. Florida State, black men on the sideline alert. Willie Taggart takes over for the now departed Jimbo Fisher, who was at Texas A&M. What you guys see when you look at the Florida State Seminoles in Tallahassee? Well, I guess I'll go first then. Florida State. Ah. Uh. I love the way these guys play, man. Offensive wise and defensive wise, um, they always been strong in the in the running back position. Um, now the whole thing with the new coach of Willie Taggart, am I saying his name right? Mm-hmm. All right. I I don't know. It's just it's just on what what Willie Taggart can get because you know he plays in all kinds of different ways. And with Florida State, for me, I give him a record of ten and two. Mm. Mm. You've been generous today. Um, <laughs> oh, you don't I, agree? I like. Oh, oh no, I like Florida State. I can. This is what I like about them. I like they. You know, uh, they quarterback DeAndre Francois. He coming back. Um, I like the running back they got returning Cam Akers. Uh, yes. You know, he he came he came out and produced last year. Um, and uh, they got some young talent coming in. Asante Samuelson, Asante Samuel Jr. He will be, uh, he will be uh, there in Tallahassee as one of their top corners. Um, so you know they, they, I think they have a great chance of getting back. The only thing is, that's concerning me is last year the offensive line wasn't good, and uh, you know, with your quarterback coming off of a torn ACL. We got to see how he's going to come back and, you know, trust that, you know, that whole process. So if, you know, DeAndre Francois can come back and be the DeAndre Francois old and they can sure up that offensive line, I think they got enough uh, enough weapons to where they can be really dangerous um, in in ACC play. So, yeah, I can stick with that 10-2. I'll give them a 10-2. Thank you. 
I personally think Florida State takes a step backwards. I'm going to go 9-3 and three or maybe 8-4 and four at the best. Uh, they have a history of losing the teams they had no business losing to. Um, I don't know if I'm sold on Willie Taggart, even though I like to see him do well, as we mentioned, because we got a black man on the sideline. They pulled in the 11th best recruiting class as far as 24-7 season. Um, no five stars, which is different from them. 13 four stars, mm-hmm. though, and eight three stars, giving them a recruiting class of 21 members. Uh, we mentioned the production of Cam Akers. How's this for production? All the great running backs they've had in Florida State's history, he had the record for rushing yards as a freshman with 1,024. Yes. And I'm not 100% mm-hmm. that DeAndre Francois mm-hmm. walks back into the starting position. I think it's James, it's James Blackman. But we'll have to wait and see. From that, uh, we go on to the monster. Oh, boy. I have hated these boys since I was six years old. Yeah, they're coming. When you live in Columbia, South Carolina, you have to look over at Clemson, South Carolina, look at what they're doing and wonder why we can't have some of that. Clemson, the premier, one of the premier, uh, one of the premier programs now in college football. You got to give them credit. 101 and 30 under Dabo Sweeney. This is the most experienced team in Dabo's history. Um, I think seven of their starters are back. I think 61 let them in the back. They have a chance with this defensive line that they got. Look them up. You two will do whatever you got to do. Ladies and gentlemen, this might be the greatest defensive line in the history of college football. I'm saying that now. (laughs) This might be, all these years we watched college football, this might be the best one you've ever seen. If they get a lead and these dudes pin their ears back, Clemson's going to be a problem. Um, now let me see. You got, you may have a quarterback controversy. Kelly Bryant, Kelly Bryant has earned the starting role. We can all agree with that. But they got the yeah. number one overall recruit and the guy who made a name for himself on uh, these ESPN stuff. that nature. Trevor Lawrence is in the game, and a lot of people are going to want Trevor Lawrence on the field if Kelly Bryant, uh, Kelly uh, Bryant uh, struggles. What you guys got on Clemson? True. Uh, well, not, I mean, GT, let me help you out real fast. Uh, Lawrence is the number two quarterback in the nation because Justin Fields took okay, that honor from him. But, but uh, with Tre- I think – I disagree with you. I don't think Kelly Bryant is going to be the starting quarterback. I think if, if the competition is open and it's a real open competition, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to win that position. Uh, and uh, one one person that I got to shout out because he's from my very own Rock Hill, South Carolina, uh, Dion Kirkpatrick from South Point. Uh, he's oh, gonna yeah. be a monster down there. He's gonna be a, he's gonna be a oh, monster yeah. down there. So I think with the speed they got, oh, and uh, this wide receiver, this uh, freshman wide receiver they got by the last name of Ross. I don't want to mess up his uh, his. His last, his first name, but man, that boy is a fool. I seen a one head catch he did on YouTube the other day, and oh my goodness, if they producing that kind of talent down there, as bad as we hate Clemson, they are going to be hard to stop. So with the returning pieces they got, oh boy, they could, ah, man, that's a chance they can run the table. Justin Ross is yeah, his Justin. name, and I saw the same highlight. Uh, just let me. I, I'm gonna say this, man. If Clemson doesn't do anything else, they get defense alignment and they get skill position players, especially at the wide receiver position. It's a lot of dudes running around yeah, the NFL right now. Yeah, that cut their teeth up under uh, the tutelage of Clemson's uh, wide receiver coaches. 
a seven, a seventh, a, a ranking of number seven on twenty four seven sports dot com gives them the best recruiting class mm-hmm. in the ACC. No surprise there. They bring in five five stars. They bring in seven four stars. They bring in five three stars. Giving seventeen recruits for the two thousand eighteen class. Uh, this is a team that may be scary. I think worst case scenario they win the ACC schedule, and I think. Uh, Worst case scenario is they're losing the championship game in the college football playoff. I think that's the worst it gets for Clemson this year. I agree with you, one thousand percent. Can't argue with it. Can't. So unfortunately, we know what the best case scenario is. know what the best case scenario is, and that's the worst case scenario. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah. The ACC Atlantic is done. We're thirty minutes into the program. We got the ACC Coastal. Might as well go ahead and get into it, fellas. All right. Let's go with, we'll go with some of the bottom feeders first. A lot of people were excited about Virginia's hiring of Bronco Mendenhall. He claims they got into his business. Um, not sure what business he's talking about, but he claims they have unfinished business. I'm going to be nice. Um, Bryce Perkins in 2017, 1,311 passing yards, but uh, that was at a junior college. Virginia's offense averaged 342.2 yards per game, dead last in the ACC, 22 points per game. I think that makes them dead last in the ACC. What unfinished business is Bronco Mendenhall talking about? Somebody please help me out there. Um, I'm with you, man. I don't know what unfinished business he's talking about. Um, I can't remember the last time a Virginia player was even relevant. I think the next, the last time you go back and correct me if I'm wrong, but you can say Chris Long. <laughs> um, so I mean, so and then before that, it was Tiki Barber and Ronde. You know, Tiki Barber and Ronde Barber. I think so. So it's one of them things. It's one of them things where uh, they haven't been relevant. They probably won't be relevant this year, so uh, you know I think they'll be at the bottom again. Man, I didn't even know Virginia yeah. was a factor, man. So uh, yeah, I don't really see them making too much noise. Honestly, I saw Virginia team and I had to look them up just to see who it was. So yeah, they they're not a factor. I don't see them making too much noise either. And I might get some back Get out, but just stay back. In all fairness, with nothing on the squad, uh, Bronco Mendenhall is an excellent coach. We learned that at BYU. Um, some kind of way he got this team to a 3-5 and five record in the conference last season and a 6-7 and seven record overall, which qualified them for a bowl game. But um, some close losses and some difficult losses and, so, and a late season losing streak. I think they lost the last four games of the season last year. Um, everything kind of ended with a thud in them. And now that I'm thinking about it, maybe that's what he's talking about when he's talking about unfinished business. So from there, no, oh, okay. And uh, mm-hmm. th- no, they didn't qualify for uh, 24/7's uh, top rankings of the top recruiting classes. They basically got nothing in as far as the future is concerned. So we move on to Pitt. Dang. All right, Pat Narduzzi was quoted saying that he believes his team can beat anybody in the country. Now, mm. it's hard mm. to argue with that. It's hard to argue with that when you when you see what they did to Miami in the season finale last year. Fourteen starters are coming back in 2018 from that team, but Pitt gets their rivals. Now, who even knew this was a rival? Some of y'all. P 
Penn State, they get them in game two. Will they be ready? What you guys got on pit? Um, actually, I think that Miami game could be a momentum builder for them. I really like the quarterback uh, if he comes back and he's more developed because I think what happened last year with the Miami game, he he almost gave it away. Uh huh. Even though you know they did, put, you know, end up pulling out, they almost gave it away at the end. So I think as long as he comes back and he's more, uh, you know, he's more mature, he got another year up under his belt. I can see, uh, I can see them making a little noise. I like, I like them. I can see that, you know, they're a middle of the pack team for me. Okay. I'm with Trail on that. I'm with Trail on that. They're one of them sleeper teams that I would like to see progress and get further. And same thing, if I could, if they beat Miami, the boys might be a force to be wrecking with, man. You never know. So. Well, in all fairness, like I said, I mean, you can state that you can beat any team in the country if you beat Miami. The thing is, we got to see you do that every single week, and that's always been the problem with Pitt. But that's that's the other thing that too. Uh-huh. This is the other thing that you got. This is the other thing you got to tell people too. Miami has Miami just came back up this year, so trying to use Miami to state your claim to push you a little further won't help you either because Miami Miami has to be consistent in what they're doing before you can consider them to be a consistent powerhouse. So, you using Miami might not help your cause. True mm. indeed. Pitt brings in a nice recruiting class. Um, Twenty-one recruits, one four-star though, and twenty-three stars. So from that, let's move on to D.C.'s North Carolina Tar Heels. Larry Fedora is still at the helm. Um, I stepped out there on the limb because I saw North Carolina get to the ACC championship game, and I thought Larry Fedora had turned it around. Everybody said to me, I don't know what you thought you were looking at. It was a fluke season. Last season may have shown it was a fluke season, but uh, there are also some experts, quote, unquote, whatever you want to call them, that are saying that, this could have been a team that was bad. It was just a case of where the ball bounced sometimes, and sometimes momentum doesn't flow in your favor. Um, they just three days ago named Nathan Elliott the starting quarterback. Um, Anthony Ratliff Williams returns. Um, he's a 2018 preseason All ACC first teamer. Um, and any of the other things, there there were injuries all over the place. Could that have factored into UNC and their flop last year? What do you think, Drew? Uh, of course it does. It, it has to because they, like we said, they were on the roll. But I think also, um, man, sometimes replacing big time players is not as easy as it looks. So after mm-hmm. uh, replacing Mitchell Trubisky, you know, it got a little difficult because I think for the last his last two years that he was starting, if I'm correct. So trying to find the pieces to you know replace a top NFL pick like that can sometimes be hard. And um so I I wanna I wanna give them a chance. I really do, but at this point I don't see enough to enough talent on their team to say Miami's good now. They've always had a good collection of running backs, uh, that I thought could have did a lot better uh than what they did in college. So I'm waiting to see who gets that starting running back position because for some reason, it seems like North Carolina always has a fast running back, and you know. But like I said, uh, once again, like I said about Pitt, they they're uh, they fighting for that middle of the pack too. For me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I
they figured out they figured out how to recruit uh, skill position players. They figured out how to get those guys in, yeah. and um, I'm really excited about what I see. Um, from there, we move on to the rivals. Duke. David Cutcliffe is at the helm. I like David Cutcliffe. I think David Cutcliffe is one of the great coaches in this country. Anytime you make us start talking about what Duke might do in football, that's the first time that's happened since Steve Spurrier. Two-time ACC Coach of the Year. Um, 4-0 start last season. Lost six straight. Finished strong. But they got road games against Northwestern, Georgia Tech, Miami, and Clemson. Year three under Daniel mm-hmm. Jones. They were 10th in yards and points per game last season. What are y'all thinking about the Blue Devils? My Blue Devils. <laughs> um, for me, you know what? They are always a, a team that plays spoiler for me. And um, with these wideouts and these corners that they're bringing in this year, I really like what they're doing. Um, I, I could see them being a surprise team for me. Uh, like a uh, eight and five to seven and five record for me, because as we know, nobody really cares about that football program. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, everybody's there yeah. for the basketball. But when yeah. you talk like mm-hmm. that, you know, for what David Cutcliffe has uh, accomplished there, I think he has at least now put the football put put the football team in the conversation for you know something to be talked about. So I am happy to continue to see the growth in that team. But like I said, they you know they can be a surprise team, seven and five, six and six type of team. That's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. And you already know how I feel about this. Anything do, I really don't care about. But since we're being honest here, I feel like, I feel like they could be a sleeper team too. Defense, I, I like I like what they be doing with defense, and their offense is, is kind of okay in my eyes. Because they just need a little more practice and a little more help. Or like they might be having eight and eight and four records. So, never know. So hey, Knox, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Do you think the football, the basketball success, kind of overshadows this football team sometimes? Like we can't truly see how great the football team is because we so we know how great the basketball team is. I've always said this about college basketball and college football. College basketball is nice to have, but college football is your meal ticket. 100,000 people show up Mm -hmm. to see college football. College football Mm -hmm. basically pays for the athletic programs and so many other things at the school. If your college football team is struggling, you don't have a soccer team. You don't have a lacrosse team. You don't have anything because those teams all lose money. It's because of college football that you're able to pay for everything else at the school and some of the books and some of the buildings that are going up. That's why they want those checks from ESPN. Now, there are certain exceptions. Kentucky, Kansas, Duke. Duke has spent a long time saying that they don't really care about what goes on in football because they got the god of basketball, Coach K, sitting there on the other side. But this is the thing, too, though. Duke is smart, and they've always been smart, and they understand the importance of having a great football program, and they're finally getting serious about building one. That's why they brought David Cutler's opinion because um, – I think I think they did themselves a disservice by letting Steve Spurrier go. I think they should have paid him whatever he wanted. Steve Spurrier won a Duke, ladies and gentlemen. He won the ACC championship. A lot of people don't know that. But um, I think the seriousness now will start to see some of the fruits of it, but they're going to have to shed a long history of losing. And let's be honest, 18, 19, 20-year-olds, they don't want to go to college and, and lose and not be on TV. So they got a lot working against them. 
and they got to get the grades too. So that's true. Oh yeah. Question for y'all: the rivalry. It means more in basketball, but who wins the Duke North Carolina game this season? Football. Yeah. Duke. Uh, I hate to say it, Duke. I'm thinking. I'm thinking Duke might get past him. I'm thinking. I'm thinking Larry Fedora doesn't turn around like everybody's thinking he is. Uh, Thunderstorm mailbags. GQ. What was North Carolina's ranking in uh, the uh, college football rankings this season? Uh, according to twenty-seven, twenty. Excuse me, twenty-four-seven sports. Let me get my words together first. Uh, North Carolina was ranked twentieth. Seven four stars. Uh, three, fifteen three stars. Giving them twenty-two recruits for two thousand eighteen. Uh, from there, I think we move on to Georgia Tech. Not ranked in college football, not ranked in the recruiting classes. Georgia Tech does have a stud at head coach. There are a lot of people from Georgia who love Paul Johnson. I like Paul Johnson. <laughs> but it's Georgia Tech, and for a long time it was that um, triple option offense. Now, um, this is what I will say about Georgia Tech. I watched every single game Georgia Tech played last year. They lost four games that they had a double-digit lead in. They got 15 returning starters. They were seventh in the ACC in scoring. Um, they got a new defensive coordinator, possibly because the other one got fired <laughs> about those double-digit leads. <laughs> All right, man. Six of, six of the eight seasons Paul Johnson's been at Georgia Tech, um, they finished either first or second in the Coastal Division. Actually, six of eight years in Paul Johnson's 10 seasons. Let me change that. But they still finished first or second in the Coastal Conference in six of those eight seasons. So, fellas, what y'all think about the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets in Atlanta, Georgia? I got a – I guess – I got more of a question. And it's going to shock you. <laughs> Is it time to get rid of Paul Johnson? I don't think so. I don't think Paul Johnson – I don't think – you got to understand what he's up against. You're in Georgia. Your rival is the guys, uh, the, the Bulldogs. Um, yeah. You got all these other teams that are more important. Um, you're sitting in the coastal. Uh, Miami's there. Even in down years, they got the recruits. Virginia Tech's there. Um, I don't think Paul Johnson's the problem. It's not Paul Johnson's fault that you lose double-digit leagues four times in the fourth quarter. I think he I think he can be good. I think he needs to um I think he needs to rejuvenate his offensive way of thinking. Yeah, but I think Paul Johnson what, okay. is, a, is is a good coach. I guess that's where I'm going with it. Is it time to do away with this triple? Well, not even do away with it. Just you know, add add a little more to it because when I look at his track record, the funny thing is the triple option that he runs is more catered to running backs. But coming out of Georgia Tech, most of the most of the big name stars they done had been wide receivers, and uh-huh. Calvin Johnson and Demarius Thomas. So it's like, how can you, how can your staple, not even produce you a top running back? The the, the problem they got is they they never find a trigger man that actually can throw the ball. That's always been Georgia Tech's problem, <laughs> and unfortunately, I think it's Georgia Tech's problem again this year. Yeah. Didn't get any recruits in. They're not in the top 50 of uh, recruiting classes. So they got that working against them. DC, any thoughts on Georgia Tech before we move on? 
My thoughts on Georgia Tech. Uh, I don't really. Man, like you said, you get a rivalry with Georgia. It, a team like that, they're just irrelevant to me. I'm sorry. You're, you're in the shadow of Georgia. There's just no getting around that. I've really not heard anything big about this team in the past. Well, growing up, I've never really heard too, too much about Georgia Tech. So I don't, I don't see a good record for them. Uh, maybe five and seven. Uh, I may be, I may be night, may be a night here. So. So. All right, fair enough. <laughs> All right, Trails Virginia Tech Hokies nine and four in two thousand seventeen. This is the <sighs> thing. This will always be the thing with Virginia Tech five and one at home. They are hard to beat in Blacksburg. They also had a winning record on the road three and two. They were five and three in the conference a season ago. This is the year where everybody believes that it's supposed to happen. This is year three of the Justin Fuente era. He's 19-8 and eight as, the head, as the head coach. Uh, but check this out. The most wins in the first two seasons as a head coach in the program's history. 12 starters return on offense and defense, including the quarterback that we all are excited about, Josh Jackson. There was six in the ACC yeah. in scoring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Josh Jackson had 2,900 passing yards and 20 touchdowns. If I'm not mistaken, you guys can check on me if you like. Don't email me and tell me I'm an idiot if I'm wrong. I think those were both freshman records for a quarterback at Virginia Tech. But, uh, Trey, I'm going to refer to you. You're probably more student at it than I am. Uh, yes, yeah, sir. Um, this is going to be the determining factor for my team. I hope Jackson can come in and not be as nervous because when he played last season, it was like he would show glimpses of being a great quarterback, but then he would get nervous. And in the big, he would get nervous in the big moment. So hopefully he gets a lot of poise about himself this year. And um, we find some more playmakers. I like a couple athletes that we have coming in. We have a lot of athletes coming in, uh, three-star athletes four-star athletes, and we got, you know, some offensive line pieces coming in that I think we really need. Um, it's one of those things where our defense is going to be there. Uh, that, the defense is always there ever since uh, Frank Beamer has been there. And um, I think the one thing that we got to get back to is running the football. We got to find a stable running back because uh, last year we did it. We did running back by committee a lot. Um when you look at the successful running backs in a Virginia Tech system, it, it hasn't been running back by committee. It was always one bail cow, as they like to say. You had a this is the one staple in Virginia Tech. You had a you had a scrambling quarterback that could you know could actually throw, and then you had a running back that was your bail cow, and you you may have had one or two pieces on the outside, but typically it would be one piece. So now if we can get back to that style that style of ball, I think. Uh, we can be we can be great. We were nine and four last year. I think we can we can add one more win to that and be ten and three, determining how how uh like I said, Josh Jackson's uh progression comes along. I think we can be we can be a great team this year. We got a little less than ten minutes left in our um ACC preview and fellows have done a great job. We got one team remaining. because um, we want to get the predictions for the uh, winners of both divisions and the championship and you guys' prediction for the championship. Um, but I got to say this, man. My favorite coach in the history of college football, 
even as a South Carolina mm-hmm. fan. I love what Skip Spurrier did to try to rejuvenate the program. Well, never rejuvenate to try to get it kick-started. But mm-hmm. I love what Steve Spurrier did in South Carolina. My favorite coach in the history of college football, coach at Georgia. I love Mark Rick. You talking about Mark Rick? Oh, okay. I have watched mm-hmm. I watched a movie with Mark Rick once. Mark Rick is a man of God. He's a great guy. He's a great leader. He's a great recruiter. He's a great man. He's a great coach. I'm not sure that Kirby Smart did what he did in Georgia only because it was Kirby Smart. I think a lot of that was a cake that was already sitting in the oven, and I think a great coach in Kirby Smart came in and put a little icing on the cake, but the cake was already made (laughs) over. Mark Rick is my favorite coach in the history of college football. I liked Bobby Bowden, and I hated Florida State. But then I found out all Bobby Bowden players couldn't read. He didn't care about their. He didn't care about. He he didn't care about what they ended up being. He didn't care about their futures. All he cared about was winning right now. There was just horses to him. Mark Rick, if I'm not mistaken, it's got to be around a ninety percent percentage where like his players are all graduated. Mark Rick is the dude, 2017 ACC Coach of the Year, 15 starters return. In 2017, they finished with the highest AP ranking since 2002. Three late-season losses uh, kind of put a damper on the season. And they got LSU in the first game of the season, and I think they win it. We're talking about Miami, the Canes, the U. Fellas, y'all's opinion on Miami University. Man, I'm going to give you a couple of names to watch out for, man. Miami can be something special this year. And I'm a Virginia Tech fan, and I'm saying that. It, you know what? I, I'm, I'm a diehard fan, so it, it always be hard for me to see other teams' potential. But when I look at Miami's potential, man, they got this uh, Al Blaze dude, Al Blaze Jr. Uh, oh, yeah. from St. Aquarius. Yeah. The corner? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. If, man, listen. If Miami put their head on right and they can get back to how the U used to be where they was breeding top talent. Uh, when, you know, basically speaking on music, when, when Uncle Luke was coming out with them explicit stickers, that was right around the time the U had got that swag. So, mm-hmm. man, if they can get that back, uh, and then this running back that they got coming, uh, Lingard, oh, he's a top. Listen, I watch film on him. This boy is something special. You heard it from me. Uh-huh. If my if Miami play their cards right, they can run the table. Wow, man, that's not a that's not a stretch either. You're talking about seven and one in the conference last season, ten and three overall, and that's with the late season collapse. They lost uh, three straight to end the season. So exactly. let's see what you got, DC. Mm-hmm. All right, now this team I do have a history of watching because my cousin's a huge Hurricane fan. Now I would never tell him this, but I see I see great potential out of this team, man. Like defense wise, these boys are crazy. It it kind of puts me in the mind of my Steelers defense. But we ain't gonna talk about that. But um, I can see these I can see these boys running with a with a nine and three. So I I like the team. I just never tell my cousin this. So. Nine and three. People are hitting us up. People are hitting us up, um, asking about recruiting classes because I know a lot of you guys are interested in that. We talk about them all the time. Um, they asked about Virginia Tech. I didn't mention that one. 
Virginia Tech brought in 26 total recruits for 2018, uh, seven mm-hmm. four-stars, 19 three-stars. Uh, that puts them at mm-hmm. 24th, according to 247sports.com. Uh, Miami yeah. Hurricanes, where they – Miami Hurricanes, the second best recruiting class outside of you-know-who, the guy from Clemson, South Carolina, 23 total recruits, one five-star, 14 four-stars, uh, eight three-stars. Which puts them at number eight according to twenty four seven sports. Those are your recruiting rankings. Fellas, I uh, wanna get your predictions. We got about five minutes left in our ACC um special here. Let's go ahead and get into it. Coastal Division. Oh Miami. Virginia Tech. Uh I guess we can go ahead and throw out Virginia, Duke, Pittsburgh, and North Carolina. Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, Miami. Who wins the ACC Coastal? Mm. Oh boy, see this, this is difficult for me. <laughs> now you just I'm said that be, you just said that was about to run the table a couple minutes ago, Trey. I, I, exactly. so, I know, so that's what I that's what I was about to say. Because I think they can run the table, man. I think what'll end up happening is Miami will be in the championship game. I, I agree with that. I think they edge out Virginia Tech slightly. I think they, they edge out Virginia mm. Tech by one game, maybe two at the most. So I'm going Miami as a coast winner. They're back in the championship game. I'm going with Miami. Andy, who you got? Clean sweep. In the Atlantic. Um, I'm, fellas, I'm, I'm this, is a, this is a two. I have to do this. I guess we do. I guess we do. I personally, oh, I, I, I stand by what I said. I think Florida State takes a step back, and I think they honestly get throttled in the Clemson game. I'm not sure Florida State beats Louisville. So I'm going to go Clemson, Louisville, Florida State, your top three. I'm putting Clemson and Miami in the uh, championship game, and I think Clemson wins the championship game easily, at least by two touchdowns. I'll give it by a touchdown. i say by a touchdown. Because if that turnover, it, it depends on the momentum in that game. Because I feel like if that turnover chain come out early, then they can be, they can cause them problems. Especially because, uh, because Clemson don't have. I don't think Clemson's going to have a dual threat quarterback this year. If he's going to be just a, a primary pocket passer, I feel like that'll create more problems. Because that front line Miami going to have is going to be serious including that secondary. So I think that can also be an issue, too. So if they beat Miami, I say it only be by, like, a touchdown. All right. D.C., you got Clemson over Miami just like everybody else? You know it, but I'm saying that they're going to win by a field goal. That's what I feel. I, I, can't respect I respect you guys. I respect you guys' opinion. You know I do. I, I don't see it, fellas. I think Clemson, I think by that time, Clemson <laughs> turned it on. I think they win easily. But we'll have to see. That's why they play the games, right? Yes, sir. Great job. And Dominio, out of nothing. And then we're back with the SEC. It's amazing. The most beautiful pieces of art come from the ugliest situations. So I praise and rejoice in my suffering, cause I know he's got a masterpiece in the making. 
And I ain't scared of death nor Satan Cause I know hand that my name is engraved in this right here is a proper statement I am not the artist, I'm the canvas that he's painting Like I remember last year being homeless Sleeping on an air mattress, put on the phone with Three record labels, who to go with? I know this, you like to fix things with some tools that are broken So when them dark nights of the soul I know enough to know to trust you with what I done All right. Bad days, I Meditating on creation, thinking how you made everything out of Nathan. With a statement, you sustain it. Let there be, and there is. My brain can't contain this. It's why the fame and the claim is so dangerous. It'll make a hard thing that my name is the greatest. So Josh, Rich, Ray, Alex, Dave, call me the repentance if I ever go astray. If that money ever get in the way, then I burn it. The price for my soul is something I couldn't pay. Sometimes I read them articles, believing what they say. Sweating my own breath, got this so unimpressed. Nah, I'm a mess, made out of dust to return to it upon death. My soul rests in death. Been making heels out the ones who've been rescued. Who cares if they remember my name if I forget? All right, bad days. I suppose too much for me to remember. Let me back up, too close. Now I can see the whole picture. You made something out of nothing, nothing. But he knows something, X man, he loves He's next to zero, he leans on nothing And nothing I want more than a head of trumpets No nothing I want more than a head of trumpets My earlobes jumping, I feel so lovesick A lot of us got ideas, but still no substance And a lot of times I can see it, but the mirror don't love Chris Bad days, I suppose Too much for me to remember Let me back up, too slow now I can see the whole picture You made something out of nothing Nothing You made something out of nothing Nothing You heard the thunder, you heard the lightning, the storm is on. One hour down, you've done the ACC. Time for the best conference in college football. Man, I am so excited. I am fumbling my words. I'm stumbling over words. Y'all pray for me. Y'all <laughs> stick with me, man. <laughs> because all we're trying to do is give you the best preview show. As only the storm has done it. If y'all have heard our NBA previews, y'all have heard our NFL previews, y'all already know how we get down, man. We just excited, man. So just bear with your boy as I try to get through this. We now made it to the SEC. Uh looks like the East is trying to make their charge to make themselves relevant again, fellas. 
Oh, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna actually do something a little different. I'm gonna do something different. I'm gonna work the SEC East and West, but we're gonna start with the East first. Black man college, black man coaching alert: Vanderbilt. Uh, Derek Mason mm. follows James Franklin mm. as a great, great coach, a great football mind. He just happens to coach at Vanderbilt. He took Vanderbilt to two straight, two straight now, two of them. Two straight bowl games at Vanderbilt. That means he won six games in the mighty SEC at Vanderbilt. I would like to see what this brother could do somewhere else, but that's what it is. That's where he is. Um, now, 2017, they took a step in the wrong direction. They didn't qualify <laughs> for a bowl game, but they got 11 returning starters. And I think, don't shoot the messenger. I've done the research. I've looked at the film. I think Kyle Shermer will work his way into the talks come draft time next year. I think Kyle Shermer is the second best quarterback in the conference. He just plays advantage. What y'all got on the Commodores? Oh boy. Um. Oh man. You said he. he so he's gonna be the second best. You said he working his way into the second best quarterback in the in the draft. That's what you said. Not the draft, but he's the second best quarterback in the ACC. I think he gets. I think he gets some consideration yeah. come draft time. I think we'll be talking about him a lot more than we think we are right now. Um, you know what? Because I'm not really seeing no thought. Thought well, home. I take that back. I take that back. I don't agree with that because no. I see a few. I see one star, but I see actually two stars. That I think people are gonna have to watch out for. So, but on the on the conversation of Vanderbilt, um, I would like to see them, uh, you know, finally rise from the ashes, as we like to say, because I feel like they've been down at the bottom for way too long. Uh, I think that defense improved uh, some last year. I think they had great linebacking play. Uh, their linebackers were were decent. Um, I think the second day needed a little more work. The front line was decent. Um, the offense, um, with Vanderbilt, it's always one of the things where I don't think they have enough star uh, power on their offensive side to ever make noise. Um, so that is their, I think that is their problem. They don't have enough, and I think that will continue to be their problem in the SEC. They just won't have enough to compete in this SEC conference that they're in. Because if we're going to put them somewhere, you got to take somebody out. And I just don't see it happening this year. So, for me, I think they'll be 6-6 six six middle of the pack team. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt. Oof. This thing right here, I've always seen them struggle. Right? Uh, I really don't have too much to say about them. I, I just don't see the record being too good, man. It. And that's just on um, what I've seen them play defense and offensive wise. So I got to give these boys what uh, four and eight record, maybe. All right, fair enough. They fell one win shy of making it to a third straight uh, bowl game. Um, overall record of five and seven season to go. What killed them is that mighty ACC that they play in, one and seven in the conference. But this is something interesting about Vanderbilt: the 40th best recruiting class according to 24/7 Sports. 
three four stars, sixteen three stars. That makes their recruiting class better than Arkansas's. That makes their recruiting class better than Pitt's. <laughs> They're definitely mm. better than Wake Forest and Virginia. The, the recruits <laughs> are coming. Can they eventually turn around? And, and oh yeah. They're better than uh, this other team from the SEC East. The 43rd best recruiting class goes to Missouri. No five stars, no four stars, 26 three stars. Is that good enough? Do they have the quality type of players to get them in a relevant conversation when we start talking about football in the SEC? Fellas, what are your opinions on the Missouri Tigers? No. Absolutely not. And um, I can tell you why. Because in order to put them in there, you have to take a team out. Uh, for me, I think Florida is going to be on a is going to be on a comeback this year because they have damn because they're going to have Dan Mullen on the sideline. So I think because I think they can um you know they're going to have Dan Mullen, so I think they can you know bounce back. So I don't think Missouri's going to have a a big ang- a big outcome this year for me. Missouri, uh, that's, that's another one of them teams, and I, I, I don't see nothing big happening from them. Man, it's the record's not looking too good, and like I said, I'm, I'm with Trey. I feel like Florida's gonna make a comeback with everything they got going on. So Missouri, I don't, I don't see them getting no further than what? Probably getting them a four and eight too. Missouri should lose to Georgia. They should lose to South Carolina. They're probably gonna lose to Kentucky. They may lose to Florida. Uh, we'll get to Tennessee in a second. I don't know what in the world they're doing up there in Knoxville, but that's that's four losses right there, man. Um. Let me say this. I said that Kyle Shermer is the second-best quarterback in the conference. Reason being is because the best quarterback in the conference is, without question, Drew Lopp. 44 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. And now he gets Derek Dooley as an offensive coordinator. So I'm thinking we might see a little pop from the offensive side of the ball, but probably not enough to overtake any of the traditional powers of the SEC. Um, definitely not Hold on. Did you strong say, enough to take over the guys. That- let me let me ask you a question because I thought I'd, I'd make sure I heard it correctly. Did you just say you said the quarterback from Missouri is the best quarterback in the in the SEC? Yeah, you put Drew Lock on you put Drew Lock on Georgia squad. Uh, is he not the starter? You put Drew Lock on South Carolina. Is he not the starter? Does he not start at Tennessee, Auburn, Alabama? I don't think he starts. I don't think he starts at Georgia. Okay. I on. like Fromm. I like Fromm. But okay. I got a I got a surprise for y'all when we talk about Georgia too. So y'all stay tuned for that. But um I don't think he starts at Georgia, even this year with Fromm. I like what Fromm did uh this year with Georgia. I feel like he he was really poised for his freshman year, so I don't think he starts over Fromm at Georgia. I think he had a chance to be one of the great guys in and Fromm is good. You're right on that. Um, I think he had a chance to be one of the great talents in the history of college football, but decided to go play his ball in Missouri. I think that was Aaron Judge. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. we, we move on. I agree with that 100%. <laughs> Don't look now, ladies and gentlemen. Kentucky is actually a football school. A 500 oh, record man. in the ACC a season ago. 
Four and four in the conference. Seven and six overall. You got to give props what props to do, man. They win that Kentucky now. Come on, Trail. Give me something for Kentucky, man. Um, you know what? Actually, I can't. I like what they did on offense last year at some point. I feel like they, they just have to become more consistent with it. I think um, the more that they, they grow and they start to find themselves, I think, uh, one, correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the brothers down uh, the Stoop brothers is down there as the head coach, right? Uh, I can't mm-hmm. I can't remember which one it is, but I know it's one of the Stoop brothers. Um, I know yep. it's the one from uh, Oklahoma. But um, anyway, Mark, I think Mark, what are you talking about? Yeah, Mark. Yeah, Mark's the one I'm talking about. So I think, you know, with him down there, he's bringing a toughness to that team that, you know, that they seem to be lacking. So I I think giving him more time to uh, work with this program, I feel like they can, they're going to make some noise. And we've been saying six and six all night. I do apologize. I do have to. We I, When I say six and six, I really meant six and seven. For everybody that, uh, that's been like, what is he talking about? They play 13 games. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I've been saying six and six all night. I meant six and seven. Um, so... I just well, 12, that, 12, reg, 12 regular season games, 13 if you get to a bowl game. 14 okay, if you yeah, made it well, to the conference championship. So. Yeah, okay. But, um, we, okay, so we still good. But, uh, yeah, man, it's one of the things where I feel like another year for, for uh, that head coach down there, man, and he keeps instilling his culture into that team. I can really see them being a sleeper team. So, I say they're, they're a middle of the pack team as well. Six and six, seven and five type record for me. All right. Uh, kids actually want to go play football in Kentucky now. 37th ranked recruiting class. Uh, three four stars, 21 three stars. One thing we can say about Kentucky that they seem to do with with ease is they always seem to beat my game college every year. I don't go ahead and pencil any. There's a loss of South Carolina this year. They just can't seem to beat Kentucky. South Carolina comes back with the 18th best recruiting class. No five stars on this yeah. go round, but they got nine four stars. They got 13 three stars. South Carolina's biggest deficit will always be their head coach. I don't do retreads in the coaching tree. When you fail at one major university, I don't think you come back and get better at one that's uh, uh, probably about to tear down. But 13 returning starters. Jake Bentley is the quarterback. Um, he threw every pass in 2017. He needs to be better than 18 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. But he gets Debo Samuel back. That's if Debo Samuel can stay healthy for a full 12-game schedule. Um, let me say this about them. I think South Carolina is the third-best team in the SEC East. I think if they mm-hmm. can get a win over mm-hmm. Florida, I think they might move up to number two. But mm-hmm. that just depends on how the ball bounces yeah. that day. They went 5-3 and three in the SEC a season ago. But... Every single year they have to play Texas A&M. Is that a loss every single year? What do you guys think about the Gamecocks? Uh, for me, I'm going to tell you this. Watch out for this name in South Carolina. I've been watching him closely uh, ever since I heard about him. The carry-on joiner, uh, the quarterback. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He, mm-hmm. coming, he coming from Charleston. Man, that boy, mm-hmm. if he can come, I think, if he can get more polished, if the coaches down there can polish him up, he can be one of those quarterbacks that comes in and change the culture of a program. If you put him in there, and because I'm trying to think in my head, but as I think, I don't. I've never, I've never seen South Carolina with a dual threat quarterback, one that could actually bring excitement to 
the you know the crowd like that, and that could change that whole program. Uh, I think the closest they got to it was Connor Shaw, maybe. And you could, if you wanted to, you could throw Garcia in there. But I think, for me, I think the carry-on joiner is going to bring an element that South Carolina has never seen before. And with Debo Samuels as a as a star wide receiver, I can really see them jumping. I can see them beating Florida this year. I can see them uh, becoming number two in that conference, based off of how big I think the carry-on joiner's impact can be. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, now, my opinion about Gamecocks. Ah, they're, they're a good team. I can see them beating Florida and all that. I can also see them being number two, maybe. But uh, I, with, the, with, the, with the wide receiver coming with the name Debo Samuel, right? That that should that should be a pickup uh-huh. for you guys. But GQ, don't don't get mad at me for when I say this record, because I know you're a huge Gamecock fan. No disrespect, but I got to give y'all six and six in my eyes. What? Okay, now hold on. Before we go any further, <laughs> I do want you to hey. I do want you to understand that I do want you to understand that I graduated from there. That's where my degree where my my degree I, came from. This. So did uh, I not just say no dissery? I said so, no diss. So, so so now we got we got to be respectful when you talking I, about I, that. I got nothing but the utmost respect, but I'm just calling it like I see it. I don't man. think I don't think they implode the six and six. I I think a regular season record of eight and four, and I think they win the bowl game. I think yeah, at the me. end, I think um I think five and three in the conference is about where they were last year. And I think it's about the same. I don't see them beating Georgia. I'm penciling the Florida game as a loss, but when they can win, and I think they lose the Texas A&M game. I think they're fine everywhere else. So I'm gonna give them eight and four, and I'm gonna give them five and three in the conference. So from yeah, there, I'm on the. I'm on, we move I'm on, on board to that. Cool, cool. All right, we're at the Volunteers. New coach Jeremy Pruitt. Uh, the Tennessee Volunteers. I want to just give them love every single year, even though I hate them as a as a as a sports fan. But every year I say this is the year Tennessee t- turns that corner, and every year they make a lie out of it. <laughs> I got excited because they had an Alabama down in the fourth quarter, and they lost all these games by a total of, like, a touchdown. I said last year was the season for Tennessee, and on this same show, I picked Tennessee to go to the SEC championship game. They made me look like a fool with a 4-8 and eight overall record, and they went 0-8 in the SEC. I'm not, I'm not picking them anymore. <laughs> so I see them do it. I don't believe that can happen. Tennessee, I got them in the. Uh, I got them. I think I, I think I'm putting them in the cellar, fellas. Well, right above Vandy. What do you think about Tennessee when y'all look at them? Uh, for me, I'm putting them in that cellar too. But the people are named. I said like. Um, and it's crazy because he's on the D line. Uh. Emmett Gooden. Uh, I want to make sure we heard you. Is something 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 happened with your microphone? I want to make sure we heard you. Start that over. Sorry, I said you know I'm putting them in that cellar as well with you. Uh, I I don't see them doing much, but I'm going to give people a name to watch out for with them because I really like a, a D lineman that they got by the name of Emmett Gooden. Uh, if you've ever watched Netflix, The Last Chance You series. He came from there, mm-hmm. and I feel like uh, 
his attitude and, and what he can bring to that front line, it'll be something that they've never had. Uh, because he's a star, he he's gonna demand the attention, and uh, I think that's something that you know their coach can really use to uh, pull them to somewhere that they've never been, give them a start that people can actually start to be proud of. So that's just the name to watch out for. But I still put him in the cellar this year. Cool. I think I can go with that. I think I can go with that. All right, fellas, uh, that brings us to the Gators. Now, don't look now, but I like what Dan Mullen was doing in Mississippi State. The only thing was he was playing in the most difficult division in the most difficult conference in college football. He had to go against Auburn and Alabama and LSU, and he had to do this every single year. Dan Mullen was doing a lot of good things in Mississippi State. Actually got into a top ten ranking uh, at one point when Dak Prescott was there. But he decided he was going to leave Mississippi State, and he went to the swamp. Now he's the head man in Florida. Um, Florida, if I'm not mistaken, has six returning starters along the defensive front. They can stop teams mm-hmm. if the defense can get rest, but they can't score any points. That's going to have to change this year. And in each of the last five seasons, they've either been eighth in scoring in the SEC or they've been worse than that. What do y'all think about the Gators? I got them as the second-best team in the SEC East. But barely, South Carolina's coming up. What y'all think? Um, I agree with you. I can agree with that second best team in the in, uh, conference. South Carolina is on their heels. Um, for me, I think they have to figure out their quarterback situation because last year, Luke Del Rio, which is the son of Jack Del Rio, or the former head coach who was in the NFL, uh, he was there, but he he was very injury prone. So I think. Once they figure that situation out, and um, they can get some consistency with uh, with the offense and the defense, I think they can be. And uh, also, before I move on, let's not discount that this is where uh, Dan Mullen. He this is his alumni, so you know he he wants to come back and you know bring something to his school that was never bought before. So I think that plays a, a role as well. Somebody that's already been there knows the culture and knows the people. Uh, they work. They welcome him and his family with open arms. So I really think that uh, that could be a very uplifting thing for them, and they could. I can see them being second in the in the conference. I can see that too. Especially yeah, especially with Dan Miller, I can see that too. I can see the boys with a, with a decent record this year. So yeah. Tennessee had the 21st ranked recruiting class with eight four stars and 14 three stars, giving them a total of 22 recruits. 2018, uh, Florida brought in 20 recruits, uh, 13 four stars and seven three stars. They get the guys there just recently. They don't know what to do with them when they get them. Um, 14th overall according to, to um, 24-7 sports. And that brings us to the Bulldogs. This close, just I'm about this to close to a national championship last year. This close. It all fell apart in overtime. Georgia, the top-ranked recruiting class in 24-7 sports. Was there any doubt? They're starting to build something, and it may be tough to deal with for a while if you're a South Carolina fan. Georgia might give Nick Saban some problems for a long time in the twilight of his career now. Mm-hmm. I got him winning the mm-hmm. SEC East. I got him in the I got him in the the SEC championship game, and I got them going back to the college football playoff. Even though they lose, in my opinion, I'm gonna go ahead and do this early. 
got Alabama over Georgia in the SEC championship game, but I still got Georgia in the college football playoffs. What y'all think? Um, I'm going to shock some people what I'm about to say. Jay Fromm will not be Georgia's starting quarterback this year. Woo! Listen, but you think he's better than Drew Luck. You, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. But this is why. Because the person that I'm about to name ain't hit the conference yet. When this, okay. when this person hits the conference, I think he's the best quarterback in the nation. Uh, okay. Justin Fields, the quarterback, yeah. he's the number one quarterback in the nation this year. Justin Fields, look out for him. He's from Georgia. He's 6'4", 230. When I tell you the boy is something special, he's something special. I, uh, he committed to Georgia. He's going to Georgia. I think he's already in four beds, matter of fact. Um, I like Fromm, and I, I'm, it's crazy that I'm saying this because I re- I'm really a Fromm fan. Uh, but it, have you ever ran into those people that are just so great that you see the greatness in them and you can't deny it? Mm-hmm. When, that's that's, what, that's yeah. how I feel about Justin Fields. I feel like he's going to be so great that no matter how hard uh, Jake Fromm tries to fight it, he won't be able to, not, to deny his greatness. So, for me, I think Justin Fields is going to come in and be that starting quarterback. And like you, GQ, he will lead them to uh, the college football playoffs um, and to the finals. And I think, for me, I think it'll be between them and Clemson. And I think Clemson will end up edging them out in the in the uh, in the playoffs, but that's like you said, we're doing that a little early. But that's just my that's my thoughts on it. That's exactly where I'm at with it. Uh, we're gonna get your thoughts too, DC. But that's exactly where I'm at with it. Before I forget, right. I had I had Georgia losing in the college football division round, or well, I guess in the semifinal, mm-hmm. I had them losing to Clemson. I got Clemson losing to Alabama in the championship. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, dual threat prospect, six foot three, two hundred and twenty one. I don't know how I forgot about him. I think he's. Uh, the second in the nation as far as recruits, number one in this position, number two in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, it's hard to imagine yeah. another player in the state of Georgia that's better than he is, but I guess there is one. But uh, then you got Zamir White, uh, running back, six one two ten. I think he's out of North Carolina. Um, they got Jamari yeah. Sawyer, that that guard, that big three hundred and forty two pound guard out of uh, Atlanta. I think um, they got a they got a beast at cornerback, Tyson Campbell. This this team is set up to win for a long time and be good for a long time. And I think they're going to give Alabama a lot of problems for a while and eventually start beating Alabama. But we're a few years off from that, though. Yeah, we're a few years off. <laughs> All right, they travel to LSU. They host Auburn. That's going to give us some issues, but I still think they're better than both of those teams. I think LSU is bad this year. Um, hey, we'll see. Mel Tucker uh, is now the defensive coordinator, and I think he's good. So, D.C., what you got on Georgia? The dogs. Georgia. Now, I got to agree with y'all. Justin Fields, love him. Can't wait to see him play. But there's another name that y'all forgot to mention, too. I feel like Justin Fields, along with Riley Ridley, it's going to be a dangerous combination, man. That yeah, one I like that relationship. Uh-huh. You're talking, about, you're talking about Calvin Ridley, little brother from Alabama. I like him. Yeah, that's that's a nice combination. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's, that combination there is going to be something serious. I see Georgia release 11-1 record. I mean, can't knock them. 
eleven and one. Um, who they losing to? Who you got them losing to? Florida? Just, uh, who who they who they losing to in their thing? I think I said I see them losing to. Did I say Florida State? I think I said Florida State. Yeah, I said Florida State. Yo, they play Florida State this year? No, wait, no, don't they? Play? No, 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 they play Alabama, don't they? Do they? I don't think they play Alabama. Alabama? No, they I don't. I don't think. No, Alabama. Alabama plays. Alabama plays Tennessee every year. Alabama plays Tennessee okay. every year. I don't think Georgia's got Florida State. I had to pull up the schedule here in a second, but yeah, yeah. Um, I know I gave them lost to somebody. Cause I saw the schedule. I'm gonna give. give I'm gonna. I'm. I'm giving them. I don't because they're not playing Florida State. They're not playing Alabama unless they get them in the championship game. And I think that's the only loss. I think. They, I think they run the table in the regular season. I think they throttle uh, LSU. I think they. Um, I think they do some terrible things to Auburn, but I think I think at, at the end of the day they end up going twelve and zero. Um, I think they lose the championship game to Alabama, and I think they find they find their way into the uh, the voters giving them the nod, going ahead and putting them in the college football playoff. And I think they uh, I think they lose the Clemson. That's what I got. Yeah, that's the same here. I think they might That's if the voters let them get that it, because you know the voters are biased now. They don't want. Are they going to put three Southern teams in the college football playoff again? Are they going to let that happen? We'll see. I don't think they're going to have a choice, to be honest. Um, I think that SEC is going to be so stacked that um, if, if, it's almost like it is every year. With Nick Saban, you can hate on him as much as you want, but the one thing that you can't it's almost like the Patriots. You can hate him as much as you want, but uh, it's like, their their continued dominance is is evident. So it's one of those things where, like for the last couple of years, you're going to have to put those three. If they're they're the best teams, and that's what we're basing it off of, the best teams come from the SEC. I think they're going to have to put them in. All right. The best best recruiting class in the country, Um, seven five-stars, 15 four-stars, four three-stars. Good God, are they cheating? What are they doing? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how all these teams, man, like how do you keep getting these five stars to come to your program and ride the bench for two years? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Uh-oh. The Bulldog fans will say that's because I'm a South Carolina guy is the reason I said that. But he said, yeah, let's go to the West, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Arkansas. Arkansas, in my opinion, Forget Bandit, forget everything. I think Arkansas is the worst team in the SEC. I've got them in the SEC West Cellar. Um, I think the only game they win in the SEC, after I said that, I'm going to go ahead and say it this way, the only game I see Arkansas winning in the SEC is a potential win over Vanderbilt, and I'm not sure they win that game. They've given up the most yards per play in the conference for three straight years. (laughs) You want big plays? Play Arkansas. (laughs) That's what we're talking on the way to I see some shining light for them, even though I put them in the cellar this year. Uh, for me, I actually like their run game. And I think they're getting better with uh with the with the incoming running back they got coming in this year, Raheem Boyd. Uh I really mm-hmm. like him. I watched I watched mm-hmm. him as well on the series and I've watched uh more tape on him outside of, you know, what I've seen on Netflix, but he is a really good running back. Um, I just if he can go there and keep his head on straight, because 
you know, it's always with college kids, it's always about character issues as well as what they do on the field. So if he can go there and keep his head on straight, I honestly think he can give them uh, a few of inspiration like Dan McFadden did with him. Uh, so it's one of those things where I just won't – I don't think they're going to be able to do it this year, but I can slowly see them turning it around. They got the worst recruiting class in the SEC, 48 overall in the country, according to uh, 24-7 Sports. Uh, Vanderbilt out-recruited them. Two four-stars, 16 three-stars. D.C., what's your opinion on the Arkansas Razorbacks? Razorbacks, uh, I don't really see them getting too far either. Um, I'm like I'm like Trey. I can see them, you know, down the line as they grow to be a better team. But right now, I don't see them with, with the best record. Maybe, maybe a five and seven. Maybe I'm maybe I'm going a little too high. I don't know. But no. What's interesting is um, all these SEC teams, as well as the ACC teams, as you know, they have across the they have across uh, division, across conference rival. I guess you know uh, LSU and Florida <laughs> play every year. You know, Tennessee plays Alabama yeah. every year. Um, what mm-hmm. a lot of people uh, don't know is when South Carolina once upon a time joined the SEC, they joined the SEC at the same time as Arkansas, and Arkansas became their cross-division rival. What bothers me is when Arkansas got bad, Texas A&M joined the conference, and now South Carolina's got to play Texas A&M every year. So that brings us to Texas A&M. 17th rank recruiting class. They brought Jimbo Fisher in from Florida State. They didn't bring him in to continue to be good. They got rid of a black man on the sidelines to bring Jimbo Fisher in, and they're paying him a 10-year contract somewhere in the area of a billion dollars. They won a national championship out of this. <laughs> they're all in, uh, 13 four-stars, 10 three-stars, Texas A&M. Where you got them, Trail? Um, <laughs> this one is a hard one for me because I love Jimbo, and I don't understand this move. I don't understand why he left Florida State, where he kind of took over for Bobby Dodd, and, you know, it was basically laid out for him. All he had to do was, you know, continue what Bobby Dodd had done, and, um, you know, he he could have been something. But that's neither here nor there. With them this year, uh-huh. considering where they're at in this conference, I just see them as a I say seven and five for right now. I think Jimbo's gonna start off real slow, and um, you know I don't think they make a bowl game. I think, uh, and while we're on the topic of Texas and M, I think Kel, uh, Kevin Sumlin got a raw deal. Uh, I don't think he should have been fired. I think uh, with all the distractions that was going on in Texas and M, and you know, he, I think the team kind of you know was wanting to go in a new direction, but. At the end of the day, I don't think it was all his fault. I think he was a great coach. Um, and, you know, hopefully Jimbo can go down there and turn it around. But, like I said, uh, year one, I don't see it. So, I say 7-5. and five. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't I, – so I love our, I love our listeners. I love the Storm Chasers. But sometimes I, I worry about y'all, man. Y'all know good and well the man ain't making a billion dollars. I over-exaggerate it. But it's close enough. <laughs> Ten years, $75 million. If this man coaches his entire contract, he will bring in $75 million. D.C., what's your opinion on the Texas A&M uh, Aggies? Texas A&M. Uh, 
And it might be one of them teams like, like I said, just they have a regular good season, you know, seven and five. Yeah, no bowl wins over here in my eyes. But I don't see them falling up too far off the map. But yeah, they're decent. They're decent. I will say this right. though. Speaking on them, Jimbo Jimbo is turning that program around. Um, whether whether we like his move or not, this is really showing you that when Jimbo put his mind on something, uh, he does know how to recruit. So. Cool, cool. All right, um, let's go. Um, I'm picking up the pace a little bit. We got about 20 minutes left in the broadcast, uh, so we're gonna pick it up a little bit. Um, Mississippi State new head coach Jim Moorhead. Uh, Dan Mullen is gone, as we mentioned earlier. Um, nine years, Dan Mullen won 69 games. He went to eight bowl games. Moorhead gets 16 starters back uh, from a team that went 9-4 a season ago. So 16 of his 24 starters returned, and they went 9-4 in 2017. So how are y'all feeling when y'all look at uh, Mississippi State? Is the Dan Mullen disappearance, is that going to cost him? Yes, I think it will. Um because of the simple fact, with most of the time when when you have a coach like that, that's I could I consider Dan Mullen to be a player uh, coach. When you have a coach like that 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 caters to the players, uh, most of the time when that coach leaves, so does those players. Now uh, Mississippi State has been fortunate to keep uh, some some decent players around, but I honestly think uh, they're going to suffer a setback because. That program got used to the way that Dan Mullen was running it. Now that he's not there, uh, I think it'll be hard for them to uh, to get it back on track this year. But um, I do like the wide receiver they have out of uh, Louisiana. I like them, and I think you know that they can be some good building blocks. I like what they're doing on their offensive line as well. So. Uh, and also with the with the dude with the quarterback they have coming in, so I just like I said they they're making strides, but I think for this year the loss of Dan Mullen is really gonna uh, be a setback for him. Like what I'm here, like what I'm here. Anything on that, DC? I agree. Once you lose a certain coach and you're used to certain plays, and you gotta like go off a whole nother playbook. It, it's hard to it's hard to adjust that quickly. So yeah, I got to see them boys struggling too. All right, fair enough. All right, we move hey. on. Um, the state we're gonna stay in the state of Mississippi. Ole Miss. Matt Luke is the head coach now. Um, I don't know what he has to motivate this team with. They can't go to a bowl game. Thanks for that, Hugh Freeze. But it seems like forever ago now that this team beat Alabama two straight years, and we thought it may have been a third at one point. Remember that? And they got blown out. Ole Miss, no mm-hmm. bowl game in the future for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you guys got? Um, for me, to be honest, Ole Miss ain't been right since you know, Chad Kelly left. Uh, I like what they did with Chad Kelly, but after that, uh, I think it's been inconsistent quarterback play with um, Bo Wallace. I think he was real inconsistent. Um, I want to see him get back to the days of Eli Manning when they were at least, you know, respectable. But at this point, I think their young team is going to struggle. Okay. As I'm as I'm looking at their schedule now, 
and knowing the way that they play, uh, these boys might have a tough season this year, GQ. I'll give I'll give them a nine and three record. I mean three and nine, my fault. I'm sorry. Three and nine. Okay. All right. I don't think that's uh, too much of a stretch to be honest with you. L S U. Not a lot of people are expecting much, except the people from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Ed Orgeron has kicked Matt Canada to the curb. Got a new play caller, Steve Insminger, and uh, he says they're going to win at least, I think he said they were going to win at least eight or nine games, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me on that. But I didn't know Tim mm-hmm. Carter's return. Five on offense, five on defense. Have they lost too much? Is LSU overrated? I say yes. What y'all think? I say definitely they're overrated. Um, they, I think, and I mean, I know we're probably going to get some emails for this, but right now I think they're living off a of tradition um, because yeah. they haven't had anything good come out of uh, LSU except for Leonard Fournette. I mean, you can throw DJ Chalk in there, but I really didn't hear much from him. I think he was one of those draft picks that kind of snuck up on you when it was, you know, he went to the combine, had a good workout, and, you know, that's what got away with that. But um, so for me, honestly, I think they're just living off tradition. I don't think it's one of those things where they're going to be a contender for SEC titles like we're used to seeing them. And um, I think with this coach, honestly, I felt like last year he lost the team. He lost uh, – he was kind of losing the team last year, but I think this year – if he can come in and, uh, you know, get the team back on his side, I feel like uh, they'll be a uh, 6-6, and six, you know, middle-of-the-pack team. Can't really find their way. All right. Let's get you caught up here. Um, LSU, 15th-ranked recruiting class, 22 uh, enrollees, one five-star, 12 four-stars, nine three-stars. Ole Miss came in at number 30 with 22. Uh, three four-stars, 18 three-stars, and uh, we mentioned Mississippi State, the 27th-ranked recruiting class according to 24-7 Sports, six four-stars, 17 three-stars. Uh, quick word from you on D.C. Uh, excuse me, quick word from you, D.C., on LSU, and we'll move on. All right. That's a, as I'm looking at that schedule right now, I had to get these boards at six and six, too. Uh, no win in the bowl game. I think it's all just hype, too, so. Cool, we're rolling. The uh, Iron Bowl, Auburn won it last year. Put them in the uh, championship game, which Georgia won. Don't think that's happening this year. Good news, bad news for Auburn. They win the SEC uh, West, uh, but they couldn't make the college football playoff. They voted Alabama in. Jason Sidham is back, but most of his own line is gone. Nice collection of backs, but Kenyon Johnson is gone. Mm-hmm. The L team selected 20 points a game last year, uh, but Jeff Holland and Carlton uh, Davis are going, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, he, he is. they've lost too much. Yeah. Okay. They've they've lost too much. What are you guys seeing from Auburn? Um, I think, like you, like we've all said, they lost too many weapons. Even in that receiving core, uh, in that receiving core as well, I think they've lost too many weapons. Um. Like you said, Johnson was the bell cow. He was the workhorse. He was the one that created the offense when they didn't have any. And now that he's gone, 
I think that's going to be a struggle for them, and it's going to put more pressure on the quarterback. And we're going, we really going to see if he developed over the summer. So now that we have to see that, I, uh, I don't think the defense is going to be as strong. I think the secondary can still be respectable, but the uh, linebacking core, as well as the front line, because I want to say they lost uh, Lawson too on that front line, if I'm not mistaken. It's, I don't think he came well. Wow. So, so mm-hmm. that was a big piece that they lost as well. But I could be wrong. So, uh, you know, for the people that's going to be jumping in the in the emails, don't be hitting me up if I'm wrong. But uh, I think he left as well. I think Lawson, I think Lawson is gone as well. So that'll be a big piece that they lost on defense as well. So I see them. I, I because of uh, the quarterback, I think he can get into a six and six record. Though I think they'll be a even. They can break even. No bogey. Fair enough. Quick word. Quick word from you in Auburn, DC. Uh, I had to go. I had to go a little different. I probably to get these boys a five and seven. On what I'm seeing on the schedule right now, I I don't see <clears throat> Auburn winning it too far. So, uh, the 12th ranked recruiting class. Uh, the question is, did they bring enough in? 16 four stars, eight three stars. That brings us to the champs, Alabama. It appears the Jalen Hurts mm. era is over. Mm-hmm. It appears that the Jalen Hurts uh, era is over in Alabama. Can, can we say that his career is over? Can we say that he can kiss an NFL career by, at least as a quarterback? They found their guy. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, Nick Saban has the best quarterback he has ever had since he's been in Alabama. I'm scared to death. But <laughs> it's just a game we love. What y'all got on Alabama, fellas? Um, for me, man, it's one of those things where, yes, he does have the best quarterback he's had since he's been in Alabama. But uh, Nick Saban's quarterback situation, they they kind of seem to struggle with with Nick Saban at first. Uh, early in the season, I I think most of Nick Saban's uh, quarterbacks have struggled. So I wanna, I'm interested to see. Uh, how he brings this young man along. Like I said, I think Jalen Hurts, that whole uh, – I think he hurt his chances of being starting quarterback when uh, I, re- uh, I heard a report come out that Nick Saban told him, don't go uh, talking about the quarterback competition in the public. And right after that, Jalen Hurts turned around and talked about the quarterback competition in public. Uh, the one thing we know about – Alabama and Nick Saban is he loves for everything to be private. It's almost like the Patriots of uh, yeah. college football. They 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 want everything in house. So and it's funny that you go it's funny that you mentioned that because he's a uh, he's a Bill Belichick disciple. They didn't mean to cut y'all, but it's funny that you mentioned that. He got a little petty whop in him too. He got a little petty whop in him. <laughs> oh yeah, of course now, of course now. You see how he did how he was doing in Miami, but um, that's another story. Yeah, but uh, so so um, but yeah, I think this is one um. That two-headed monster at running back is going to come back, and they will be great. But uh, the one thing that I'm, I'm very interested in seeing is because Calvin Ridley is gone, who is going to step up and be uh, that number one receiver for them now? We know with Nick Saban uh, and the Alabama program, what they do is when they lose uh, top talent, they always seem to replace them with top talent. Um, and I'm just – I don't know who that top talent is right now at receiver, so – if anything, I think they have to work on the wide receiving core and as well as that secondary because a lot of times in that in that uh, championship game, 
even though they came out on top. Their secondary was getting burnt a little bit, so I think uh, Saban has to tighten up their secondary as well, and then uh, they'll be back to being the Alabama that we all know and love. Fair enough. Um, the fifth-ranked recruiting class, two five-stars, 13 four-stars, seven three-stars, giving them 22 total commits for the year 2018. They were edged out by USC at four, Texas at three, Ohio State at two. Oh, and by the way, we didn't forget about um, we didn't forget about um, uh, homeboy at Ohio State, Urban Meyer. We're gonna talk about him on Friday. We got a big show coming up, and that's coming up. But we wanted to make sure we paid the proper attention to ACC and the SEC. But um, Georgia's the number one seat, uh, the number one recruiting class. Alabama comes in at number five. Uh, unfamiliar territory for them, but they're still Alabama. The one thing I the one thing I disagree with you about Trello is when you throw this guy in the national championship game, wasn't close to the end of the first half, let him start the second half. For him to put on the type of show he had on that stage with that type of pressure against the second best team in the country, I have no I have no qualms or concerns about Tagalua Yuguaguaguagua. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I think I think he's that dude, man. I think he's I think he's ready. Okay, I, I mean, that. I can respect that. Sure. So, DC, what you got on the, on the chat? One thing I learned is don't ever sleep on Alabama. Don't ever sleep on Nick. Every time I think that oh they ain't going, they're not going to do it. I always prove them wrong. So I got to the point where I just shut up. Alabama is a great team. What I'm seeing on their schedule, I got to give these. If not a 12 and 0, I got to give them a 11, 11 and 1. They might lose. No, I take that back. I gave these boys a straight 12 and 0. I take that back. I'm sorry. 12 and 0. I'm sorry. I take that back. Um, and I'm playing. I, I didn't mean to double check. Let me let me say the guys. Let me say the guys' name. Tiger Valor. I didn't. I don't. I don't want to disrespect the kid by saying his name wrong or picking on it. But um. I do it every year. Uh, the SEC uh, predicted finishes. We got Arkansas uh, in the cellar, a little above them, Ole Miss, mm-hmm. LSU, mm-hmm. Texas A&M, mm-hmm. Mississippi State mm-hmm. finishes third, Auburn finishes second, Bama finishes first in the East. Uh, in the mm-hmm. in the uh, excuse me, in the West, in the East, I got Vandy at the bottom, a little bit higher mm-hmm. Tennessee, which could change because Vandy might actually beat Tennessee, Kentucky. Missouri, three is South Carolina, two is Florida, number one is Georgia. That puts Georgia and Alabama in the championship game, and Alabama outsides Georgia, giving Georgia their first loss of the season. But I still, as I said it before, we spoiled a little bit of the surprise. I got uh, Georgia still making the college football playoff and losing in the semifinal round to Clemson before Clemson loses to Alabama in the championship game. Is that where you guys have it? What's your opinion? Yes, sir. You – I can't even disagree with anything you just said, then, man. I I have so, no disagreements over here. Everything you said, I agree with one hundred percent. I'm thinking Ohio State puts it together this season, and I'm thinking Ohio State stays relevant enough. No, I don't. Never mind. Forget it. Oklahoma's in. Oklahoma's the fourth team in the college football playoff. <laughs> Oklahoma, Georgia, Clemson, Alabama. Oklahoma loses badly to Alabama. Georgia loses uh, 
not badly, but they lose to Clemson, and Clemson loses to Alabama. Who's you guys' fourth team that y'all putting in the college football playoff? Mm. Mm. Uh, see, it's hard for me because I will have to see how this whole Urban Meyer thing plays out. I think if they, uh, you know, they bring he's out, dude. He, he can't. He can't go to the campus, from what I understand. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm hearing. So, if that's true, and I think it really is, because I think. It's almost like one of those Joe Paterno situations, but uh, we'll talk about that Friday. Um, I think, like you, I think uh, Oklahoma will get in. Oklahoma will be at fourth team in because I like the quarterback. I think his name is Murray they got coming in. Uh, he played uh-huh. two sports. Yep. He, played, he, play, mm-hmm. he played baseball and uh, he played baseball and he played football. So. And I think he decided mm-hmm. to play football. So I, I really like Murray and I like the weapons they got around him. Um, I like the defense. I like the running game. I think they got to get more consistent with the running game, but I think it'll be enough to get them to the playoffs. So I think Oklahoma will be that that uh, that next team. If if not them, I say watch out for Florida State with the Andre Francois. If not them, um, if not Oklahoma, I say. I'm somewhere between Washington, Wisconsin, and Miami. I think I think it's going to get a little bit easier for Mark Rick because he's in the ACC, and I think he's going to do it to Miami. I think he's going to take the Miami program to places where he didn't take Georgia. And I think, and you saw what he did to Georgia. Mm-hmm. That might be that mm-hmm. might be one of the surprises. I think they corrected roles from a season ago, but we'll have to see, fellas. We'll have to see who you got, DC. Who's your college football playoff? Who college football playoff? I gotta, I gotta go with Florida State. I have to throw Florida State. I gotta, throw, yeah, I gotta throw them in there. Cause I, 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 I think, just like the way they play. I thought about that, but I don't think, I don't think they put Florida State and Clemson in. One of them's got the one of them, cause one of them gonna lose to each other. I don't think they put in Florida State in. Not two ACC teams. No, I know that. But I'm that's just me. Saying, like, I, yeah. I, I think, I think it might but, be upset. I think Florida State might get in. So. But this okay. my thing cool. though. I, and this, this, right. this is the question that I have. So if we don't put Florida State in, would you consider Miami to be a team that could get in if they lose uh, to one of those powerhouses? Oh, most definitely. Well, you got a fair, you got a fair point there. You got a fair point. Because Stop backtracking on what I said a little bit there. Because, I mean, yeah, Miami Miami won't get in. I'm, I'm telling you now, like, they, they're already complaining about Southern bias and everything like that. You got Georgia and Alabama. Unless something falls apart completely in Georgia or Alabama, they both are getting in. Clemson, I think, runs the table. Um, I think Clemson, they'll put Clemson at number one or number two by the time the season is over with. Um, But I don't see them putting two ACC teams in. Two SEC teams, yes. Two ACC teams, no. I'll say this. If one of those uh, Pac-10 and Big Ten teams don't pan out, I think they really have to have magical seasons. You got to see a magical season from uh, Washington, the Michigans, and the Ohio State to the world. Even Penn State, you can throw Penn State in there because I think James Franklin, he's going to do something big with that team. If those teams uh, don't have magical seasons and and win in convincing fashion, they can win. But I'm saying they have to dominate. If they don't dominate and they let Florida State and Miami come out and dominate their opponents until they play each other. 
I still think Miami can get in over them because of the conference they play in. I think at that point that's where your conference is going to take a, is going to take precedent over your record. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you pose an interesting argument, man. That's why we play the games. That's what we have to see. Uh, it's a very unpredictable college football season, but I think it has a predictable e- e- ending. I think uh, this is a long coronation to give Alabama what their sixth national championship in ten years. I'm sick of these dudes, man. I am too, but I like the Patriots. <laughs> you guys did an excellent job, man. I'm I'm proud to be affiliated with you dudes. Love y'all to death, man. We go out tonight. No battle tonight. The battle returns on Friday. The old school bus. The first, the one of the classics of the old school bus. And a dedication to my brothers here. That's what friends are for. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate your friendship. Appreciate all the storm chasers. We love y'all. We'll see y'all yes, next on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> see you Friday. Peace.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.